Welcome to the Wingman Show. My name is Commander Drew Brown. With me, my man, my wingman, my friend, Dr. Paul Thompson. What's up, Brother Paul? Oh, not much. I'm here with you. Good to see you. You sound you sound stronger today than you did uh, a week ago. Which is I sure feel stronger. You know why? Because no. we're floating like butterflies and we're stinging like bees. Rumble, you badass jet pilots, rumble. That's us, the Wingman Show. Welcome to the Wingman Show. And Dr. Paul and I have some great stuff for you today. We have an epidemic of loneliness. And last week when we spoke, Dr. Paul, I told you that one of the keys in being happy is having a good friend or not being by yourself. Well, we just got to report that, guess what? Loneliness is as bad as cigarettes. People who are alone have health problems. It's just like smoking cigarettes. Some of the health risks associated with loneliness is depression, anxiety, heart problems. Loneliness is a big problem. And, you know, I like being by myself. I'm an only child. And so sometimes I really do like being by myself. But that's not how we're supposed to live. We're supposed to live in a social fabric. My family is very important to me. My friendship with you is very important. And if you are lonely, do something about it. Dr. Paul, talk to me about loneliness, Dr. Paul. It's interesting you bring that up because uh, that was a, a hot topic around here the last few days with uh, with actually with people we know saw the uh, Surgeon General's article. An interesting thing about it, you know, he cited the things you just mentioned, but he said in, in the article he has it himself, which is very interesting. Since the uh, the post-pandemic, the pandemic ended, there are a lot of people who are still in that kind of pre-pandemic isolated mode. And this is where I see the problems, even with some uh, some personal associates who happen to be alone, are of about the same age, and don't have as many uh, social interactions or chances for that social interaction for one reason or another. And it's doubly important for you to, to get out and do something and see something, even if it's just for a moment. Get out of your get out of yourself. So in this sense, what you said about being an only child, I, I was too. I'm fine by myself, no problem. But that doesn't mean it has to be 24-7, 365 days a year. That's not what we're talking about. That's just a, a condition of birth. But your condition of life is important too. You can actually you can actually, you know, you can actually make yourself sick. You mentally, you can make yourself sick. And I think this is part of what is was going on inadvertently with a lot of these folks. So the thing is to, you know, if you if you don't want to get out and just be the life of the party, the important thing is to get out, to get out a little bit. A word here or there, a kind word, hopefully a kind word, but to speak with somebody, to to go do something and get just beyond the self and beyond the screen. You're looking at us on screens. And uh, shout out to those who look at us on YouTube. Please like, share, and subscribe. It help us helps us a lot if you if you give us a like. But uh, subscribe to the channel and see when the new show comes out. Especially to our YouTube folks and those who listen on the Spotify and the other podcast uh, platforms. You know, Dr. It. Paul. Sometimes we put ourselves in this position. Like as when we were younger, we would tell people, leave us alone. Just don't bother me. Come on. I'm, I'd rather be by myself. And guess what happens? After a while, they leave you alone. So you can put yourself in a position of loneliness by trying, by not being so nice to people. I remember we talked about it. 
The answer to world peace is just being nice to somebody. And we spoke about it last time. Get out into nature. Go take a walk. Take a bus ride. Take a train ride. You will meet people. This is something natural. But also, no matter what happened yesterday, today, you be the CEO of your health. Like you were saying, you can make yourself sick. Hell yes, you can make yourself sick. But you can also make yourself better, can't you, Dr. Paul? Yes, you can. Yeah. Positive thoughts, deep breathing, get out into some sunshine, put those things together. And, and something else for, for those who are, who are who are middle-aged or above, senior citizens, you know, if you're over 40 or so, you know, be very, very careful. Don't push people away because it's very easy to become uh, the angry old man, angry old woman that people, younger people, everybody will start to avoid. What happens, Dr. Paul, is you you only want your way, your way or the highway. And that's right. what really happens, your way or the highway. And people get on that highway and they don't come back. They don't come back. All right. All right, Dr. Paul. You know, we're sponsored by Magic Mind. And if you're interested in Magic Mind, just go to magicmind.co. That's magicmind.co. And for 40% off, you can put in the code WINGMAN. Just put in the code WINGMAN. And this magic mind that we use, you know, it takes away our stress, but it makes me more productive. And that's what I like. I like to get things done. And that's what this magic mind does for me. I think you like it too, Dr. Paul. We take it off. I do. You know, the magic mind tastes great. It works well. And strange stuff, believe it or not, yesterday, uh, a friend of mine called. uh, He's also a friend of the show. And he got his package. I guess he got it uh, at the beginning of the week. And he's done. And he said he, he likes it and it's working for him. It was less than 24 hours ago. How cool is that? Well, everybody, like Dr. Paul said, write us a review on Apple Podcasts, if you don't mind, and subscribe to us on YouTube. But what's even better, we have a newsletter every week, and that newsletter is at wingmanshow.com. And, you know, frequent flyers, we call them. That's our listeners who listen to us every week. Well, frequent flyers, write us a letter. You can write us a question. You can ask Dr. Paul and myself anything you'd like. Write us at wingmanshow.com. Just write us a quick note. Maybe we'll try to answer it. We have one for you later today, actually. So guess what, Dr. Paul? The Navy that we were in, Army, CIA, FBI, a lot of people are having problems recruiting younger people. And that's because marijuana is now legal in 40 states medically and I think in 20-something recreationally. So what's happening is these parameters that the CIA used to have and the FBI and the Army and the Navy, they're not working anymore. They're just not working. In order to get some good recruits, they had to lessen their restrictions. So before, you could not use marijuana or any of these street drugs ever. Well, now marijuana, you don't have to report other than 90 days prior to your application in most of these services. And what happens is now a lot of people are going to be able to get more jobs. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, they're lifting a lot of things, I guess, in conjunction with changes in society because marijuana, marijuana is now legal in more places than it was, say, 30 years ago, a lot of places. And it'll probably be nationwide in the not-too-distant future. And I guess if it became things became too restrictive, you know, they wouldn't get anybody. It's unfortunate. No, remember you were telling me about how we can't find qualified people. <laughs> kind of like people don't want to work. And it takes a lot to want to work and be good at something. And it takes time. Yeah. You know, something that, that I'd been told by 
some physicians and even some engineers that one of the reasons that you you see a lot of uh, foreign nationals involved in, uh, I'd say, upper professions in the, in the United States is uh, their words that a lot of Americans don't want to be stressed anymore. And they're not going into engineering. They're not going into medicine like they used to. They'd rather get into finance or something less stressful, which I thought was, you know, fascinating. And I'd, I'd heard that from an engineering professor oh, about 15 years ago, made that statement. Uh, so uh, <laughs> people are are stressed at all levels. But you and know I what? Guess- people are trying to take the easy way out. And I do take the easy way out, but it took me a long time to learn doing it the right way actually is the easiest way out. Actually doing what you're supposed to do, working hard at it, is usually the quickest way to success. And I'm not kidding. Usually I'd spend all my time trying to circumvent that. Well, right. as you get older, you learn more and more. Yeah, yeah. Something, some advice I was given by a friend one time, some very stern advice was three words. Do the work. I think I was explaining something. Said, just said, do the work. Did you do the work? Well, quiet. when you see athletes, when they ask them why you're good, they all say they put in the work. They put in the work. They put in the work. Every superstar I've ever met put in that work. But you've heard of Harry Belafonte, haven't you? I have, yes. My father had his record albums in the basement. Yes. Harry Belafonte actually was the first million record seller back in the 1950s before Elvis Presley. But Harry Belafonte was a friend of my dad. And that's what kind of made I didn't even know he was famous. I just used to hear daddy talk about Harry. And I remember when dad in 1963 did the March on Washington with Harry Belafonte. But what I've learned is that Harry Belafonte was way bigger into civil rights than he was into music. You know, he's the one who used to put up the bail for Dr. Martin Luther King. He also took out an insurance policy on his life and made his kids the beneficiary. Harry Belafonte was a hell of a man back in the 50s. You know, Ella Fitzgerald was black and she was famous back then. Louis Armstrong was black. He's famous back then. But nobody like Harry Belafonte when he hit the scene. And then he had problems from both black and white people because black people said he was uh, too light. And that's what made him good. And white people said whatever the hell they want to say. All excuses. My point being that. About 10 years ago, I was walking on the beach in St. Thomas. We lived there for 10 years. And Harry Belafonte was on the beach. And I sat down and talked to him. And we talked about him and my dad for a very long time. I am very, very proud to say that I met Harry Belafonte. And physically, he's deceased now. He did pass away physically. But spiritually, this man was a hell of a hell of American. Yeah, the the last time I saw him, you know, and he made a number of movies. Uh, he was very tight with Sidney Poitier. Yes, they were they were they were contemporaries in, in many ways. Uh, Sidney Poitier did what you know his his made his mark in movies. Howard Belafonte not so much, but he he did quite a bit. But it's kind of fascinating that you said he uh, made the bail for Martin Luther King. And remember on a previous show we talked about family of Martin Luther King paying for the hospital bill for the birth of. Uh, Actress Julia Roberts paying it forward. Rather interesting, isn't it? Yes. And you know what's even, what's more interesting is that the the King children actually sued Harry Belafonte. Or Harry Belafonte had to sue them because he had some papers that Dr. King gave him and they wanted him back. So it's kind of ironic, but 
he really cared about Dr. Martin. But what he really cared about was civil rights. And, you know, through all their hard work, people like you and I, yeah, we busted our ass in the Navy. And yes, there was racism in the Navy. But people like that made it possible for us to get through, get our gold wings and do our women's show. Yes, yes. There's uh, everybody stands on the shoulders of someone else, whether you know it or not. No doubt about it. I love this story. There was a rugby player <laughs> in England. And he wanted to propose to his girlfriend. Well, he came up with this plan. His girlfriend just, I guess, graduated from nursing school. Okay. So they were out playing rugby. You know, it was teams, actually two teams playing each other, kind of semi-professional. And all of a sudden this guy goes down hurt and everybody's gathering around him and his um, fiance or not fiance, his girlfriend runs out onto the field and he's writhing in pain and pain. And he looks at her. He pulls out a ring and proposes to her. I thought that is one of the cutest stories in the world, that she goes from fear to getting married. It was the Greetland all-rounders against the Kirk Barton Cougars. And the two people's names were Chris Robinson and Amanda Tuckwell. I think that was a wonderful story. And I've been wanting to say that story for a while. Yeah, that's that, that's interesting. Uh, a way to get attention. It's funny. It, it it reminds me of some things I've seen. These like like flash mob things where they 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 set up a proposal by setting up some kind of traumatic looking emergency situation. He pops out the ring. I think I remember seeing one with the guy getting arrested by the police and the woman coming over, and he takes off the handcuffs and hands it to her. He worked it out with the police. I think that's kind of high risk. High risk. <laughs> I think that's high risk. I don't think I, don't think I would do that, but. Uh, yeah, that's a way to get attention. Okay. Well, guess what? That brings us for our wingman, ESA, from the 11 facts in life. Fact number seven common sense and moderation. Time heals all. Sometimes surrender to win. Common sense and moderation. This has been a wingman, ESA. That's one of the most basic things I could ever talk about. Common sense and moderation. Common sense really dictates so much in this world. Right. If, and if you don't have it, uh, life is a lot tougher. You can't teach that. No, you can't. Well, remember, we were talking about our frequent flow line. That's at wingmanshow.com. Wingmanshow.com. Well, we had a letter. And matter of fact, it's from our town, New York, a 55-year-old woman says that her sister is bipolar and that when she's on her meds, she's great. When she doesn't take her meds, she's awful. And she's going crazy and wants to ask us what to do about it. Well, first of all, let me tell you, Dr. Paul and I are not medical doctors, and I'm definitely not a medical doctor. My son's a doctor, but that doesn't make me a doctor. But I will tell you this. When somebody is bipolar, that means they really live two different lives and they have two different mindsets. What I was thinking is maybe when your sister's doing real well, do some videos, take some pictures, look at the difference. And then when she's not doing well, do some more videos, take some more pictures. And then when she's well again, try to show her the difference. The problem with taking any medication is usually medications make you well. And the first thing you want to do when you're well is not take medication anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, a psychiatrist told me this a long time ago. He said, why would you want to stop taking something that makes you feel good? 
And I didn't have an answer for that. So if you are on any of these kind of meds and you're feeling great, just stick with the program. It doesn't mean you're not natural. It means that science is caught up to our minds. And there are certain medications that can really help us during life. What do you think, Dr. Paul? Yeah, that's, uh, I could see where this uh, woman is very concerned about her sister. She says she's 55. So I assume the sister is, you know, that age or, or less or, or a little bit more. And it's very, very important to uh, keep control of yourself, especially in the world we live in now, because uh, knowing the folks who've been off their medication and been in some very compromising situations, you see that on the street. In fact, it's just, it's, it's dangerous, man or woman. Uh, with the way things are now today, uh, it's easy for someone with a behavioral difference to uh, spark a reaction that in many cases can be fatal. No uh, doubt. And, you know, all these and I don't you know, we don't want to spread bad news, but right. it's all around us. But these shootings have nothing to do with the guns as much as it is the people who are shooting. Yes. You realize that mental health and we talk about it all the time. That's the problem in our country. That's the problem on this planet. It's the way people think. And there are ways to get well. That's what I want people to understand. The problem is when most people are off their meds or they go, you know, a certain way, they don't think they are. You know, people who are 